Where the f*** was Batman? That was my question. Hello and welcome to the Little Film Podcast. My name's Adam and with me tonight we've got Dave. Hello. And Ollie. Howdy. This is a very exciting episode of the podcast because we went to the cinema last night to watch Avengers Endgame, a little indie film that you may have heard about, uh, and we're going to have a chat about it now. It's the the concluding instalment, possibly, of the <laughs> Avengers series wrapping up the story that uh, of course was left on a cliffhanger in infinity war last year and it's probably fair to say that this is quite a big film is that would you say i'd say it's the most anticipated film of the year maybe second to star wars but i'd probably say avengers is more detective pikachu where's that I'm going to go and say that this is more anticipated than Star Wars. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily in this circle of people, but wider. I think yeah. it's a more anticipated film. Possibly the most anticipated film of the last... Well, ever. ...ten years. Yeah, maybe. well, I was going to say, I think you're underselling it a bit there, Ollie, and saying it's the most anticipated film of the year. I mean, is it the most anticipated film ever, possibly? It's certainly got to be up there. I think when you're looking at the box office takings, it's probably going to be the biggest yeah. film of all time. Well, this is it. So not only is it hugely anticipated, and there's been all this kind of enormous hype in the build-up, but that is very much translating into box office success because, yeah, news story out today as we're recording this, that in opening weekend, it's it smashed the record, it absolutely obliterated yeah. the previous record for an opening weekend, which was set by Infinity War last year. In fact, it's almost doubled it. Yes, yeah, like Which $350 million more or something, isn't it? I think it's even more than that, isn't it? Taken $1.2 billion yeah, opening weekend, and the previous record Infinity War was $650 million. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's quite hard to imagine, actually, insane, isn't it? <laughs> how much bigger that is. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's been that successful already. Imagine what's going to happen now that we're talking about it on the Little Film mm. Podcast. The kind of, think of the exposure that it's going to get from this. Yeah. Probably take off now, I guess. Yeah, I think... <laughs> The billions could turn into billions as well. So Let's get into it then, shall we? I'm going to give our customary spoiler alert here because this is a review for people who have seen the movie. And Yeah, if you, ha- if you haven't seen it, do not listen yeah, to this. I was going to say... We cannot be held responsible. <laughs> There's going to be lots of spoilers. Watch the film. Yeah, we're, we're taking the spoiler alert seriously. Never have I given that spoiler alert yeah. with a you know, more more uh, solemn sense of the responsibility so yeah people are very wary about giving spoilers away and you can tell that from this synopsis that rotten tomatoes have got we always read the synopsis uh, just to put us all on the same page but this is short and there's not much to it the grave course of events set in motion by thanos that wiped out half the universe and fractured the avengers ranks compels the remaining avengers to take one final stand in marvel studios grand conclusion to 22 films avengers endgame that's it, so that's Snappy. not giving much away oh, at wow. all. Oh, wow, I thought you were about to crack into what the actual synopsis was. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it, but yeah, we are now going to get, you know, this is going to be a deep dive into the movie. So I think, have we made it clear? Don't listen to this <laughs> if you don't want to be spoiled. Right, let's start by uh, getting some sense of how the film is being received. Ollie's got the scores from the big movie aggregators. So IMDb, 9.1, Rotten Tomatoes, 96%, and Metacritic, 77%. 
Those are incredibly high. Was it 96% on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. So, yeah, very, very high scores. But those don't matter, do they, Adam? They don't matter at all. The only thing that matters is what we three have made of it. Who wants to start? I'm going to go last because my score's of the least value. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start with Ollie. Out of 10. Eight. Dave. 8.5. Wow. Is that your biggest ever? Uh, It is is my joint biggest ever. Wow. (sighs) Adam. I'm going to give it... This is really hard. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Oh, oh you bastard. <laughs> we'll get into why. Wow. We'll get into why, but... This man Dave, has no Dave, just high five, by the way? I was worried you can hate it. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. What I'm going to do, though, is shut up for a bit and let you guys talk. Because basically, like, uh, this is not my scene, really. I'm not a a Marvel fan. You guys are Marvel fans, and I think it, you know, makes sense to, to hear from you two, first of all. Yeah, and just to lay the context, so Ollie and I have seen all the Marvel films, how many of them have you seen? Probably about four. Okay. Mm. Um, and that is why I say this was really hard to come up with the score. Mm. And I'll get into it more, but it's yeah. a very difficult film to rate when you've only seen four or five I think movies. that will layer in some of the context for people as to why you've given it a 4.5. Yeah. Can I also just ask, was that lower than you gave Infinity War? You would have given Infinity yes. War? Yes, yeah. Okay. yeah. I definitely enjoyed this movie less than Infinity War. But we'll, we'll get into my yeah. feelings. I, I want to know what you guys made of it uh, yeah as the marvel fans you should start i mean we didn't even invite tony to this one <laughs> we felt let's go with the the marvel people so who wants to kick us off you were very excited for this yeah I'll, I'll have to go off you want to go and whack the kettle on bath <laughs> two sugars for me dave uh just milk just milk yeah okay. we'll, we'll chat about this one. all right i'll come back in a bit then <laughs> do you want any biscuits <laughs> so yeah i was super excited about going into this and I'd really enjoyed Infinity War, but not quite to the level that I'd enjoyed this. So for me, the film is like, I'd say three parts, if you like. There's the initial hour, which is the sort of morning and not as in, you know, the morning, as in the morning of the loss of the characters. Morning with a U. The build up and all that. And then the middle bit is the, spoiler alert, uh, the, you know, the time travel stuff finding the uh, infinity stones and the final third is the sort of aftermath if you like and the the giant battle i really enjoyed the first third and the final third the second third i found at times a little tedious and that's sort of why it brought it down a bit for me because i felt like it was just maybe a little bit a little bit lazy because it just felt like they were going over the stuff that we'd already seen and already knew about and i was less bothered about that i understand why they did it um in order to you know carry that story along for me it just felt a little bit tedious at times but apart from that i've i've not really got anything else bad to say about it like i think visually it was stunning and as a piece of filmmaking it's a very like quite unbelievable achievement what they've pulled off of that film like it's funny it's some great action set pieces and like just like because i'm such a fan of like superhero films just at the end seeing them all come together in that final battle it was just a really good payoff for me i agree i agree with a lot of that i think i was probably much more apprehensive going in largely because of the running time and uh, not being able to trust my own bladder (laughs) 
Uh, it's over three hours, isn't it? It's uh, it's yeah. over three hours. So uh, I took a tactic of not drinking any liquids for four hours before the film started. Um, yeah, you look quite weak when you arrived. Yeah, I was a bit worried about it. Made sure I got the aisle seat, wrestled it from Ollie as we entered the cinema. Yeah. Um, you were quite stressed out at the start about the toilet I situation. was really wor- I was I was more concerned about how long the film was than about whether or not I was going to enjoy it um, but I, I couldn't have been more wrong about needing to worry about it because I felt that it just it flew by it for me it didn't feel like it was three hours it felt like it was a, a great length film mm. I think you're right it's split into those three sections I actually my favourite part of it was the ridiculous time traveling heist. I thought, because uh, I was really worried at the end of Infinity War, I was like, okay, well, they've killed off half the characters. We know they're going to bring them back. What sort of clunky plot device is going to be used to do that? You know, And actually, the way they did it, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was loads of fun. I thought all the little references and gags and everything like that really really worked for me they really paid off all the references to the other films i know we've talked about things being referential before things like you know ready player one and how sometimes it doesn't work i thought in this as someone who's actually watched all of the films i got all of the references uh, there were times where i was having to like whisper to mimi next to me and she's seen most of the marvel films to try and sort of explain things so i think you need to have that knowledge i think it is important to have seen all the other films for this one to make sense and yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. For me, I was thinking about, you know, was I going to give this a nine out of 10? Mm. But I think, you know, I loved it. I really enjoyed mm. it, but it's not a perfect film. The f- first bit, I think they kind of overplay the morning and everyone's kind of down, you know, it's great when they all start getting back together, but that initial bit, I think is a bit clunky. And the end battle has a few bits where you're just like, okay, I've seen this before. Where is Spider-Man's web connected to when he's flying through the air? Yeah. Uh, also, when which the, really pulled me out of the action. When all the uh, I, don't, I don't want to sound you know negative about it, but when all the women get together, I was a bit like, yeah, we saw that in Captain Marvel. Don't need to see that again. Like, yeah, we know I you don't like women, Ollie. Yeah, we understand. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've been no, over but this. no, it was just a bit. It was just a bit like, yeah. Do you know what? Silly heavy-handed again it's very heavy-handed but for some reason because i was enjoying the film so much i really enjoyed it it wasn't until i spoke to um mimi my wife afterwards when we were he got it right that time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we said girlfriend mimi, my girlfriend fiance, my wife. I edited out a 45 second pause while yeah. we thought about it uh when we were in the car on the way home and i was like i actually really liked that bit and she was like oh come on that was that was the bit that was the worst bit and i was like oh you know there was not much subtlety in that moment but then as we've talked about as we talked about Captain Marvel yeah. maybe maybe it doesn't need subtlety maybe, but you know, maybe that's not the point I also felt like in the bombast of like one of the most absurd CGI battles that I've ever seen in a film ever like bigger than like Return of the King type nonsense stuff happening everywhere so many characters it was just another element of the ridiculousness. Mm. So I didn't necessarily mind it. I thought the whole film was just like outrageous. It didn't try and tackle the whole thing sensibly. It was just like, do you know what? The best bits of the last films have all been quite funny. We know we're going to have to apply time travel to doing it. You know, let's jump into some of the best bits of some of the other films and just have a good time with it. And I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, um, the stuff with Tony Stark and his dad. 
I enjoyed that part of the like the time travel heist thing. Like I, I'd enjoy that bit. I didn't enjoy so much the like Captain America versus Captain America. Wasn't so bothered about that. One thing that I really enjoyed, and I I just completely didn't think it was going to happen, was the like Thor as a beach bum kind of thing, <laughs> like with the alcohol problem and the the beer belly and all like. I found that really quite funny. You're so used to seeing Thor all big and powerful, and, th- and in this one, he was obviously less so. But well, yeah, I mean, I'd literally been having the conversation the day before where we were like, "Oh, which Marvel character? If you could be one Marvel character, which Marvel character would you be?" And I was like, "Oh, I'd definitely be Thor because he's he's so good looking and he's got he's got amazing body." And then we watched this film, it was just like, "Ah, that's probably more <laughs> what I am like as Thor." <laughs> yeah. Um, so was this a, a satisfying ending then to that yeah. I, story I, for you? I think so. When when it first came out, uh, first came about during the film that it was going to be, that the, the way they were going to link the two together was the time travel. I was a little dubious about it, but I think it did pay off well and it worked out well. And I think the ending is really, really good. And I thought the, the funeral scene was fantastic how the camera just sort of walks through all the crowd and you see all your favourite heroes and characters. I thought the stuff about Captain America, like, staying behind and living his life out with the lover's life and then returning when he's obviously much older, I really enjoyed that. That was quite touching. Yeah, Yeah, I just, I think it was, I think it paid off really well for me. Yeah, it had a nice emotional end to it. You know, you're essentially saying goodbye to the two most important characters of the series, I feel like if they left it there, obviously they're going to make so many more of these films. And I guess that's kind of like my thing with it is like, where do you go after this? Um, Origin stories. Well, yeah, this, this that Spider-Man film we watched a trailer for, which just looks really... Anyway. Um, I'd love to know how he got his powers, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, I think like it, it was good. It ended the right way. Although you don't want to see Black Widow killed off you much rather see um, Hawkeye get killed off. I thought that was good that they actually got rid of, like, a few characters. I expected them to get rid of a few more. Yeah, I thought there'd be a few more. Goodbyes, isn't it? Yeah, I had thought, I mean, based on my very little knowledge of the MCU, I had assumed that what would happen is... Because I hadn't noticed this in Infinity War, but you pointed out to me, David, it's, it's all the original Avengers who don't die at the end of Infinity War and all the kind of newer characters who do. And I had assumed that what would happen is the original Avengers would find a way to bring those ones back, but it would either necessitate or end up with them having to sacrifice themselves in order to do that. And that would then set up the next series of Avengers films with those new characters. So I was a little surprised, actually, that Hulk and who's the other one? Uh, uh, Thor. Thor. That they survived at the end. I thought they were all going to die. But as you say, probably the two most important ones their stories do end i think the thor one i thought that he was definitely going to reach the conclusion of his story arc but i quite like the fact that he's kind of gone off with the guardians of the galaxy guys Mm. because i think in infinity war there was a great dynamic between all of those characters together which was very funny when they picked up thor originally and i could definitely have have i could definitely have a whole film about that Chris Hemsworth is very good as well. Like he, he is very You haven't funny. seen Thor Ragnarok, have no. you? You, you should, I know it's a tough sell for you, but you should watch that because it is very funny. And like you've got a glimpse of talk in this one. The uh, 
Is that Stone guy, Taika Waititi. Yeah, as yeah. as the rock monster. Yeah, and he's he, the guy he who directed it. Yeah. So funny, like, and he's mm. brilliant in um in Ragnarok as well. Also, it probably would have given you a bit more context as to why there was a woman riding a horse around <laughs> in, in the air. You asked I mean, me that last I literally night. Asked only that. I was like, what's the deal with the woman on the horse, the flying horse? This is, this is what I mean about needing to see them all. Because again, mm. yeah, on the way out, Mimi mm. was just like, what was what was that about? It's just like, yeah. Well, there's, a, there's a bit where um, Iron Man and Captain America, I think, are going like, when they're talking about going to that military base in the 70s to steal more of that stuff. And they're going like, well, no, well, we could go there and we could do that. And Paul Rudd's character, Ant-Man, is like, wait, what? We could go where? We could do what? Who? With who? And that's literally me in the film. <laughs> <laughs> One other, you mentioned the, the Hulk before. That was another aspect of the film that I really enjoyed. When it first came about that, he just settled on being the Hulk. He just spoke normally and acted normally, but obviously had his like visual persona as the Hulk. We'd never seen that before, because in all the other films, it's just one or two words, getting angry, smashing stuff up. And when it first came about, this was how he was. I was a bit like, oh, I don't know about the Hulk just acting normally, like a normal person. But by the end of it, I really, I was quite sold on it. I think it worked really well. It was a like good performance from um, Mark Ruffalo. But also just nodding back to before we're talking about visually like i thought the the animation on the hulk was absolutely incredible like you just genuinely felt like he was a real character it just looks so so good i mean the whole thing the the vfx in this movie is it's genuinely astonishing and i mean that is one thing that i would have to say i did really like in it like it's hard not to enjoy the spectacle because it looks incredible and not just the kind of big explosion stuff and the space and mm. everything. But yeah, like the whole animation. Um, Captain America when he's an old man. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. And Michael Douglas is like a young man. <laughs> yeah. Like those two, I was just like, this is great. Like I, I almost prefer those bits than anything else. I'm like, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, I guess when you've got like a billion dollars behind you, <laughs> it's not necessarily that surprising, but it is, it's pretty incredible what they can do these days. And this is like the, yeah, it's very much at the cutting edge now. Isn't and, it? and what it does is really well. I think it's done this... I think that it manages, because obviously with this film, there's a lot of A-list actors in it. It's literally just who's who of the, you know, famous, cool, trip, like hippie actors in, in Hollywood. Like it's just uh, one after another of, of superstars. But Is that how you see actors, just as hippies? Not, I'd, <laughs> can you edit hippie out? I just, Let's keep hip, hippie in. Hip. Uh, what I was going to say was that I think what they do is they manage... Bloody all these characters and personas very well. They all work together so well. There's so much chemistry between them all. But you know, you, you, other examples like I don't know, Goodfellas, like Heat, like big Hollywood names. Uh, I haven't actually seen Heat, uh, but <laughs> good to reference it. Then. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just think they manage. Yeah, manage it very well. You know who? Sorry, Dave. You know who stole the show for me though? Paul Rudd. I just think he's brilliant. Yeah. He essentially plays the same character and everything. But I'm happy with that. Yeah. He's great. He's really funny. I love the taco that, that scenes. The only bit in it that actually made me laugh out loud was the taking a picture with the kids thing. And he's like, do you want a picture with Ant-Man? No, no, it's okay. No, no. <laughs> They're Hulk fans. They're not Ant-Man. Yeah. That bit properly made me laugh that out loud. That was good. Yeah. I think he's just very funny. I watched uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I didn't see it at the cinema, but I watched it for the first time last week before this. And again, I'm so glad I did because I just wouldn't have understood 
the whole stuff about going into what what's it called the like quantum the, realm the quantum realm yeah. yeah welcome to my world <laughs> so yeah why don't you tell us a bit about because we've just banged on yeah. about why we loved it yeah why did you hate it adam well yeah. i'm you know what's I'm, your problem I, yeah <laughs> a i'm really glad you liked i'm genuinely glad you liked it and i don't i feel a bit bad marking it down because i'm very aware that in a way this movie isn't for me or like i it's my fault in a sense for not having watched all these previous films to therefore not get out of it what you guys are getting out of it. And I don't want to be one of these people who's like, you know, I don't like the Avengers and I think that makes me interesting. Like it's, but I can only give you my honest feeling on what that experience was like for me. And I, it's, it's hard to enjoy when it's just so bewildering. I mean, there were lots of things that I did really like, like the VFX, um, I like Paul Rudd and I do like, I'm just looking at his notes there. Although I, <laughs> the, the two things yeah, he liked. loads of things no, that I really liked about it. I was uh, trying to remember the third thing, <laughs> which is that um, although I'll maybe get into a bit more, I think that it was possibly the humour was slightly overdone in this film. I do really like that MCU films don't take themselves too seriously at all. And I, I really like the kind of um, self-deprecation, all of that. Like it is, it, it's a, a nice, enjoyable atmosphere. Um but all that being said, like I definitely enjoyed this film less than Infinity War, quite a lot less. I think there's a few reasons for that, although one of them is possibly not the fault of the film itself, because our experience in the oh, cinema awful. was borderline ruined for me. My God. <laughs> one of the worst in memory. By the teenage girl sitting behind us. And I only bring this up, actually, because it's, it's an interesting aspect of this kind of MCU phenomenon, and we'll maybe talk about it a bit more, but like that it speaks so much to this generation and it's kind of a defining film for this younger generation, like teenagers today. But it was truly extraordinary. Like it was, it was like watching an episode of Friends with a laugh track, like just constant... Every line. Bawling laughter at every joke, no matter how throwaway. Like there was one bit where I can't, they're talking about... Um, they, one of them like has a brainwave for something to do with time travel and I think it's the Hulk goes, shut the front door. And the two <laughs> girls behind me were like... Ah! <laughs> do you know what really did my head in the laughter was unbearable because it was literally every line but also every single like moment of tension the girls behind me go oh no <laughs> or like oh god no or like he's behind him yeah. or like just calling out his most obvious things like shut the front door <laughs> well i knew we were in trouble in the opening scene when hawkeye's family disappears or like turns into that ash yeah. stuff and i mean it was so obvious that that was what was going to happen mm. and when the first one did happen and you saw it kind of blowing in the wind like two of the girls behind me were like <gasps> it's just like oh god, <laughs> oh, this, god is gonna, no. this is gonna be yeah. a long three hours did you say they were sobbing as well i didn't oh. hear the sobbing i could hear the i heard all the laughter but big the sobbing time. big time when iron man died yeah. it's just you could just hear behind <laughs> In a way, it's like, oh, that's great for you that you are getting so much out of this. But there is a part of me that thinks, like, if you're this emotional at this, I've got great news for you. There's a lot of better films yeah, yeah, but you could be watching. I, Maybe watch Shawshank or yeah, no, It's a Wonderful I, Life. I, 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 do, I hear exactly what you're saying, but I, I genuinely think it's a generational thing. Yeah. I think the people behind us have grown up with these films because you forget that this has been what 10 12 years in the making like mm. all these films so they've been watching them since they were kids effectively and they obviously have a huge like emotional investment in them and in the characters and like their characters that they've loved over the years and i i do understand 
it's weird because I've seen all the films, but I don't have that like emotional attachment to them as much as they clearly did. But I can't say that I even felt like crying. It was, it was, it was sad, but it wasn't like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was it wasn't glad- like Warrior, which was- gets me every time. <laughs> yeah, I was glad that Tony Stark died. Um, it's no, it's no cool runnings yeah. in terms of making me cry. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? But it is, so, it's so important for them. Yeah, because I've sort of, I've watched all of them. But yeah, I've at different times throughout that, you know, much to your annoyance, I think at times sort of said like, oh, I'm kind of growing tired of these. They've become very samey. I think that's one of the best things about actually them recently, the Marvel Universe, is they kind of somehow breathe new life into yeah. to all of them, considering they have been very formulaic and stuff. But I said to Adam before you came in, like, as an example, a Facebook post that one of my friends put out uh, last week he got he just got engaged amazing news congratulations if you're listening and he put a post on facebook which was like an image of him getting engaged and a poster for endgame and it said the two biggest moments of my life this week still weighing up which is bigger and i know that that's you know he's sort of you know nodding to the audience and uh, and winking at us a bit there it's with a bit that. of a joke yeah but he, he, but he's serious and it's very important to him. He's a bit younger than us. And, I, you know, it's really important to people. Your nephews, Adam, mm-hmm. you know, booked ages ago, didn't they, to go at a, a midnight show? Yeah, on a school night. My, um, I went to a wedding a few weeks ago. I didn't actually mention this, uh, mention this to you guys. But yeah, I went to a wedding a few weeks ago and all the tables were named after Avengers. The, the couple who got married, it, it, it's a very... That that franchise is a very like strong connection yeah, to them, absolutely. isn't it? And it, it it's kind of baffling to me, but it I just haven't grown up with it. But like I I, I have to understand it because that's sort of how I feel about Star Wars. And like, if you think about the the first teaser trailer for the Force Awakens, like you know there was obviously lots of parodies of it, but when when it opens with the like. Do, 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 do. like we're just sobbing yeah. <laughs> watching like just from the music mm. and that's because it speaks so clearly to us and like evokes all these childhood memories and stuff and that is happening for these teenagers with these films and they've grown up with them but actually arguably it's even bigger than Star Wars because there's 22 films well this is the thing I think Patrick always says you know we all consider ourselves like massive Star Wars fans and it's really important to us. But there's not actually that many good Star (laughs) Wars films. There's like three films that we like. Whereas there's like 22 Marvel films and most of them are pretty good. Mm. And a a few of them are amazing. And actually only a few of the Star Wars films are amazing. So yeah, it's weird. It's a weird balance because I don't consider it as important to me as Star Wars. But actually like I've rated this film higher than any of the Star Wars films I've seen mm-hmm. recently. Do you know what I what it did do for me as well is the, the the sort of final scenes if you like with the 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 funeral when the carousel before the camera sort of follows through the crowds and you see all your favorite heroes. <laughs> yeah. And it, the and the woman on the horse. And the woman yeah. on the horse. Um but it did at that moment I sort of flashbacked and like thought back to all these like films that I've watched over the years and how much I have enjoyed them and like particularly ones that really stood out as well like I don't know why I hadn't thought this to now, but I think one of my favourites is the Black Panther film, like one of my favourite Marvel films, because it it was so unique and so different to the other ones. And I just really liked all the characters in it. And it, it, just watching this film, you just see, you know, you see the Guardians of the Galaxy and you see Captain America and then you see Tony Stark from earlier. But mm, The woman on the horse. The again. woman on the yeah. horse, yeah. And 
it just yeah it just made me smile i was like yeah i've, I've really enjoyed this this series couple of geeky things go on then. were you annoyed that bucky doesn't get to become captain america at the end of the film um instead it goes to falcon mm. had you thought about that or have i just sprung that on you no, I hadn't really thought about that, no. Because I'd always thought that the shield was going to get handed over to, to the Bucky. Bucky. Yeah. yeah. What The other thing I was going to ask you, mm. one thing I wasn't sure about was old Pepper Potts turning up in the... Uh, in an Iron Man suit. Yeah, like, when did that happen? Like, when did she Is learn that, to do that? Okay. Is that Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah. Mm. Okay. That's ne- she's never done that before. Yeah, that, that was quite strange. Also, when you consider that she's just left a what is it, a four-year-old daughter at yeah. home on her own and possibly both her parents are going to die there. Yeah. Um, there are definitely some characters that they could do without. Like Don Cheadle. Pointless. <laughs> oh, he, well, I he like, actually... I like him. I, they gave him some decent screen yeah. time. And, and also, like, War Machine was in the original... I know he's played by a different actor at the time, but he's been in all the Iron Man mm. films. So I think there's a thread there that justifies him being in it with his tie to Tony okay. Stark. But you're right, like... It is just another character. For me, the one that I just don't like is uh, Doctor Strange. Didn't mm. like the Doctor Strange film. Really don't like Benedict Cumberbatch's portrayal of Doctor Strange in mm. this. But maybe that's he, he's barely in this one, isn't he? He, he has like a couple of lines, doesn't he? Like, one. But this does bring me back to my main point. Like the, I've, I know I've made this point, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of repeating myself. But this is why I've given it four point five. This because I was just lost in it, mm. really, and. As I say, in a way, that is my fault for not seeing the previous films. But have you, with, have you not even seen the original Avengers? Yeah, you know, I've seen that. I have seen about five of them. I've seen the original Avengers, Iron Man, and Captain Marvel. So I have seen some of them. But like with in, with Infinity War, I felt like there was a, I could at least follow what was going on. There was lots of times I was like, "Who's that? What's going on?" Like that's obviously a callback to something that I don't understand. But I was able to let it kind of wash over me and just follow the main story and enjoy it. But with this, I just really didn't know what was going on. A lot of that was because, as you mentioned, they're going back into previous films. And I guess it's a bit like if you watch Back to the Future 2 before watching Back to the Future 1. They reference that in this film. It's just like, what is, you know, what is this? And like, it's only for people who have seen those films. And as I say, I could have watched them. Perhaps I should have watched them. But then there is part of me that slightly resents the idea that like, I'm going to pay to watch a film but the only way I can enjoy it is if I've already paid to watch 21 other films. I do th- I do think that's why it's, in a way, though, so satisfying for me, because I feel like that that end battle is basically just a series of character payoffs from other things. So the biggest one of which is Captain America using Thor's hammer, because they've got a scene about that in Age of Ultron, which is ultimately, again, one of the, the worst of the the films that they've created but there's a good scene in that where they're all sat around trying to lift thor's hammer and it's who is worthy and captain america when he does it it, may, it vibrates a little bit and there's a bit of a joke about it and in this one he is worthy and he mm. uses it and I, you know callbacks like that uh, i thought i thought made it no, i completely get that that that's one of the key reasons that mm. people do love these films is because there is this huge rich universe and it must make it so much more satisfying when you do get those payoffs but like there is just part of me that thinks you know, if it's like a three-hour film and I just don't understand what's going on. Like, that, it's good. Like I feel like there should be at least... You should at least be able to follow the thread of it. So you're like, Ant- Ant-Man's been trapped in the quantum realm. <laughs> I'm just there, like, Paul Rudd going, what? what's going on? Who's that? What's going on? I know I know you're, you're, you definitely won't, but you should watch some of them because they're... 
as standalone films, I think they're really good. Like Guardians of the Gal- the original Guardians of the Galaxy is really good. Black Panther's really good. I, I enjoyed the Thor films, I must say. Uh, more so the Ragnarok one. Uh, the Ant-Man films. They're, they're as, as, as sort I might of, watch Ant-Man because I do like own, Paul Rudd. Mm. I, do, I do actually think about it. There's a lot less universe connecting them, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? There's, it's not yeah. so on the nose all the time. It's just the Avengers where it all... Yeah, and the uh, Civil War film like that. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's lately where they've become a lot more deeply intertwined, but mm. they are more standalone, some yeah. of the other films. Yeah. I mean, I'd actually probably be more tempted to watch one of these standalone films and, you know, than another Avengers if there was another mm. one, because this is my other problem with it. Like, I do, I do think, and I know that no one, very few people agree with me, and that's fine. Like, <laughs> no one cares about my opinion, but this is my opinion. I do think there's something inherently problematic with storytelling with this many characters. Like, there's just so many characters and so many main characters the idea of bringing them all together is like the kind of thing I would have thought was cool when I was 10. But like, there is a reason that generally people don't tell stories like this. And I know that there are other th- examples like game of Thrones would be another example where there are so many characters, but that a plays out over a much longer time frame over, you know, it's series of eight series of television, but also the characters are doing different things and there's different stories for each of the, the characters. But this is essentially like one broad story, but they're having to, include and find things for to do for so many characters and and in terms of the storytelling that creates a problem because you get these like there are these certain sort of beats of storytelling in a normal kind of linear one or two main character story you know you just hit all the beats so for example like you would expect to have like a transformational moment for a character where a character goes from feeling one thing about their their quest to feeling another thing. So, for example, like um, Luke Skywalker has this trans- transformational moment where he he's with Obi Wan and the droids, but he comes back to his home and the stormtroopers have been there and his uncle and aunt are dead, and that's like the thing that motivates him to go with Obi Wan and go and join the Rebel Alliance, right? But if you imagine that you have in an Avengers equivalent film, you'd have that for Luke Skywalker, and then you'd see the same thing for like Mace Windu and uh <laughs> you know whoever else Qui-Gon Jinn because like in Avengers in this film they're all in mourning and but then suddenly Ant-Man comes up with a possible idea to for a way to get these characters back but we then see Iron Man has to be convinced and Thor has to be convinced and Hawkeye has to be convinced and we see like it's just very repetitive because there are so many characters that they all have to have their part in it but yeah. again i think it's the case that you because you haven't watched all the other films like you see that development of the characters throughout those films and like they're not trying to cram it all in it's built up over these like series of of films both the avengers and their standalone counterparts in fairness i do agree with adam a little bit with this um and that's kind of why i said i think at the beginning that i thought the first part of the film was maybe a bit plodding it's like whenever you watch without the reference to game of thrones again the first series the first episode of every new series of game of thrones is basically a scene setter to remind you exactly where every character Mm. is and it's true to say that in this film you had the scene setter for everywhere for where every character was and you then had the second scene setter once they decided what they were going to do to bring them all back in but Again, I didn't mind because I think some of the best parts of the previous films are just when they're hanging out. And one of my biggest problems and accusations with 
you know previous marvel films was that they basically just jump from action set piece to action set piece set piece steadily getting bigger through a film whereas with this one it was like let's have some time with the characters and then we'll get into it silly time travel bit cool we've done that nothing too big and explosive more just a bit of like a, a an adventure ride and then okay here you go here's your huge battle between you know hordes of good and good and evil characters mm. so it had everything but again i if you're not attached to those characters as you say ollie then that's annoying yeah it, it is a bit like by the time we got to that scene in tokyo where they're like where what's her name uh what's scarlett Johansson's character called? black widow black widow is like trying to convince convince him hawkeye to to come and join them again it's like okay yeah we get it like they're going to do this just get on with it but yeah it just felt very repetitive and also then for me as well in that final scene they keep up there's so many characters in this battle that they have to find something for them to do like we've got to give something for spider-man to do we've got to give black panther something to do to me that end battle was quite boring but Again, I understand that no one else thinks that, but I was quite bored by it. It's, I mean, it's fair to say, I think, you're not you're not a fan of superhero films. No. But I remember you really quite enjoyed Logan, which is obviously very different. But yeah, um, Dave, if you were doing a lecture on the Marvel Universe and you had to send Adam away with three Marvel films to watch... What, yeah. what would you recommend? You're assuming I'm signing up to Dave's film studies class, yeah. you? but I'd probably go to a prize winner first. Yeah, though, probably yeah. my one would be better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go on, Dave. Uh, so uh, I would, yeah, I'd say Guardians of the Galaxy. I'd say Thor Ragnarok. And I would say uh, Ant-Man because if you really like Paul Rudd, I think that's a really good one. I think that stands alone. I think if you watched actually, for you, if you watched Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, yeah, like and didn't watch any other Marvel film ever again, you'd probably be quite happy. Yeah. I probably would have understood this film a lot you, more if I'd just watched Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Yeah. They're really 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 enjoyable as well. Like, I, d- I do like the humour and but then this one I didn't find that funny because we had these girls yeah. behind us it, it, cackling at everything and it is one of those things that you know, it's like, well, it's not that funny. And then it just becomes not funny at all. Mm. Um, but if, if I'd watched it on my own, I would have thought, oh, yeah, it was a funny film. If you, yeah, if you like, if you're a fan of the humour, definitely watch Guardians of the Galaxy. Other ones I would add in for you would be Captain America, The Winter Soldier. I think that's probably one of the strongest. Yeah, I didn't recommend that one. That's probably yeah. actually my favourite. <laughs> really? Yeah. And also Black Panther, just because it's so different to the others. And also just, it's so, it's mad, but in a really, really cool way. Mm. Um, but I think I think you would enjoy Ant Man. Yeah, yeah. I don't hate them, and the, as I say, I did. I actually did enjoy Infinity War. Yeah. Um, but just this one, I just not for yeah, you. I couldn't get into it because I just didn't know what was going on, and it's three hours long. So thinking about that, what would you have given? Because we were originally gonna review it, and we didn't. Infinity, Infinity War. War. Mm. What would you have given that? Uh, I can't remember if this is what I said at the time, but it would have probably been like a six point five or something. Mm. I, yeah, I did enjoy Which that. Which is pretty a lot. good mm. for you. For, yeah. For, <laughs> For you with Marvel films. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you guys think is the future now for the MCU? Like, what what are they going to do now? Well, if I... Or what would you like it to be? If I didn't already know that they were going to keep piling the films out, because they've already announced Black Panther 2, Guardians of the Galaxy 3... You know that there's a Spider-Man film. We saw the X-Men trailer as well, didn't we, before the... Uh... It doesn't yeah. count, Ollie. X-Men doesn't count as part of the MCU. Oh, is it not MC that one? Uh, 
I, it would be much better having made this film to just go on like a two-year, three-year break. I know it makes loads of money for them, but this film is going to make surely enough money that they can just kind of sit back and go, there we are. That's a job well done. That's the culmination of 22 films. We've got plenty of characters now to go away and make other stories about. Let's just take a, let's take a sit back. Mm. Yeah, the Spider-Man film is going to be out in like the next couple of months. Yeah. Like, I like I want a break. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. That's the problem. People are looking forward to it. Yeah. And they're going to do it. But I just think you've done that. That's one of the biggest things. Just take a break. Mm. Like you've got all the characters that can go off and do these other things. I would like them to take a break. I know they're not going to, but I I would be quite happy at this point for me to do my Captain America and say I'm happy with that. I don't need to to watch mm. any of these again. That's going to go off and live your life, grow old. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a question I had actually. Like, why isn't there Marvel fatigue? Like we've talked about Star Wars fatigue and Harry Potter fatigue and these franchises that everyone gets bored of after like, you know, with Star Wars, it was because they brought out one film a year for like three years and people were like, oh, that's too many Star Wars films. But with Marvel, they're bringing out like <laughs> like one every month in perpetuity, but people seem to just continue to lap it up. Like why, why do you think they, why do you think people aren't getting bored of it? You've got to remember with the MCE that it's not just film lovers, it's comic book lovers. Like, there's so many people out there who read and love and collect comics. And I I think that for them, these Marvel films do a good job of sticking by the source material. With these, I think, I've, I've, I've made this point before, I think, generally speaking, Marvel don't make turkeys. That They make good films, especially the MCE films. There's been a couple of pretty crap ones like fantastic four all the fantastic fours for example are terrible they're not marvel studio films no but they're marvel they're based that you know they've got the based marvel on marvel properties yeah, yeah yeah they just seem to have like a a winning formula they just pump out these films which generally n- no less than three star films and people just don't seem to get bored of them i don't know what it is i'm i'm with dave i would like a little break now because i'd like to have a bit of a cleanse, if you like, and maybe in a few years' time they come back with a new one, which is like maybe a new sp- new Spider-Man. New Spider-Man. <laughs> I can't believe you yeah, just I said do. that. <laughs> I cannot believe. I love, he's my, my favorite. To be fair, I really would like to know how he got but his I'm powers. Like, I'm, I'm quite happily wait for like two years for like a Black Panther two or a couple of years for a new Guardians of the Galaxy. Just have a little break. Um, Marvel dipped their toe in TV. Um, with Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Iron Fist and, and Luke Cage, but they've now actually pulled all those. That they've they've sort of seemed to be done with the TV side of things. I'd quite I'd quite like to have seen an Avengers series. Like, well, Ollie, it's interesting that you <laughs> want that because as part of their Disney Plus that they're releasing, uh, I don't know if we're getting it in the UK later this year. It's a new streaming service. Their new streaming right? service. Mm. They are creating TV series for uh, Scarlet Witch has definitely got one. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Loki has got one. So they oh. are doing Marvel TV shows, but they're yeah. going to do them a bit bigger budget and they're going to use characters from the film. But again, this is kind of what I'm saying. Like, don't <laughs> just <laughs> give it a rest. Yeah. Like, I've, I've bought back in to Marvel having had a bit of Marvel fatigue and now I'm saying that's a good place to end it. Yeah, just for you. Just for me, just for me, yeah. Just for you, yeah. I'm happy with that. You can't also say like, ah, oh, it's the culmination of 22 films. 
and then release a 23rd film yeah. like two two months later <laughs> three weeks later and then have a 24th and a 25th already in the the you know the release calendar for the next year when it's it's literally called Endgame as well and I think also this is part of the problem before the film came out they'd already announced what their future slate of releases was going to be so you kind of knew going into this film and I don't know if it didn't really like dampen people's spirits but you already knew that Black Panther was going to be back that the Guardians of the Galaxy were going to be back Spider-Man is going to be back you know there's trailers for a Spider-Man film out there that they've been advertising for like six months and you're like well I know that he's well he's supposed to be dead mm. this, it, I mean that's why I did think that was a bit of a cheap trick in a way like that they all quote unquote die at the end of Infinity War and then people like like literally fans were like oh my god I can't believe they killed Black Panther and then all the you know publicity is like hashtag avenge the fallen and all this it's like yeah all right but you know we know that you're going to bring them back so something else which is I just want to investigate I don't know how you feel about this they said that their five years had passed between um them dying and them coming back at the end of the film spider-man peter parker runs into one of his school friends and they have like a hug and it's like oh man like i'm so glad you're back but it's like if you've been there for five years you wouldn't be at school anymore dude yeah why are you running into peter parker looking the same age as the school corridor why are all of peter parker's mates the same age in the trailer if it's supposed to be post endgame i did literally that did cross my mind as i was watching that i mean it's very easy to nitpick in this film as well isn't it like there's so many plot holes actually yeah lots of things that are wrong and i i found the um just the whole way they were like how can we bring them back i know let's invent time travel yeah cool good idea like it was just very quick it's almost like a kind of um you know, in Star Trek, there's the cliche yeah. about the dilithium crystals that is just like where Tony Stark's just kind of looking at this, you know, 3D model. 3D model. And he's like, what if we rerouted the, you know, and it's just like, oh, you maybe could have invented time travel earlier if it was that easy. But um, anyway, you just have, it's one of those things <laughs> you, you just, just kind of have go to go with it. with it. Yeah. Do you know what I would have liked a bit more of? Talking raccoon in it. <laughs> Do you know what I would have liked a bit more of? Was actually a bit more Thanos. Because Thanos had a really quite prominent part in infinity one this one he's, he's in a good qu- bad guy to yeah be he's a good yeah. bad guy and he was in it quite a bit but i felt like i would have liked a bit more thanos screen time i don't know what you think dave uh yes but also no because of how long the yeah. film is i guess like you know you, i i think with this they had to give the most screen time to captain america and iron man because they knew that they were going to kill them because they've had the most films between them and the most screen time and everything so far but you'd have liked a fourth hour, Ollie, with uh, some Thanos. <laughs> just Thanos doing his gardening. Trimmed, I would have just trimmed out a bit of the middle right? and then put a bit more Thanos in. Because well, I'd quite like to know a bit more about Thanos, like a bit more of the... backstory. Yeah. Like just do... Uh, where did Thanos get his powers? Yeah. <laughs> Thanos, the college years. Was, was it nice to was see Was it him. too long for you, Adam, by the way? I was gonna... Yeah, it's way too long. But yeah. if I'd been enjoying it more, it wouldn't have been as long. But it is, it, when you're that baffled, it is... Three hours is a long time. Um, but anyway, speaking of going too long, w- w- this is going too long as well, so we should probably draw a line under it there. What are we talking about on the podcast over the next couple of months? I think the next one's Detective Pikachu. Is that right? <laughs> I'm genuinely more excited about that than I was about I'm, Avengers. I'm actually game. looking forward to I mean, Ryan Reynolds, I, I really enjoy Ryan Reynolds, so I'm, mm. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with Pikachu. Yeah, that look, that looks fun, doesn't it? And then I guess after that, it's Aladdin. The Disney trio, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Well, we've done Dumbo, but Aladdin and mm. then Lion King shortly after that. A lot of Disney films yeah. talking about on the podcast. Toy Story 4 as well, that's going to be in there. 
lot of films to talk about <laughs> loads on the podcast then <laughs> alright guys thanks a lot for that cheers talk to you soon Good night. bye nice evening outside by the way yeah very pleasant it's really nice now i quite like it to sort of gray over perfect evening for podcasting isn't it yeah all right let's get going ha- oh, there's a lawnmower outside isn't there there is there's not a lot we can do about not that really project. sorry mate can you <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> mate mate we're trying to do a fucking podcast up here mate imagine what's going to happen now that we're talking about it on the little film mm. podcast the kind of think of the exposure that it's going to get from this. Yeah. Probably take off now, I guess. Yeah, I think <laughs> the billions could turn into billions as well. So just because of how great we are and how many people listen to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I think that was in that iTunes review that you wrote for the show, Ollie. Egos as self-inflated as Tony Stark's. Mm, that's good. good. That's good. Yeah. He's brought it back.